Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Happy Friday to you. It is the 6th of August, 2021. This is the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. I'm Nadine Blaney here with David Scott. Scotty, we made it. We did. (laughs) And all-time highs. All-time high, lifting for the third straight day. Record close for the local market. It's like like everything's perfect in the world. Yeah, the wall of worry. Uh, No matter how high it is, no matter how hard it seems, we're climbing it. We must be very fit. Well, investors must be very fit. But there is, you know, again, there's not a lot of alternative. Goldman Sachs put out a note saying pretty much just that. You know, there's still room for equities to move higher because, well, where else are you going to go, really? Yeah, no, it's broken technically higher. And uh, you can just see that you've got lots of free money uh, you know, helping to go and uh, keep things moving along as well. And you're seeing in the States as well that uh, no, volumes are down. But uh, drifting high, and uh, this is what typically happens in a in a bull market. But, uh, the question is like, how long does it last for? And uh, maybe it will come to an abrupt end later on tonight. Maybe it will. I had a really good chat with Chris Weston from Pepperstone earlier today. He gave us the playbook for whether non-farm is beat or miss. And again, you get into that conversation about whether good news is bad news or whether bad news would actually be bad news this time. I just think there's no point in us really surmising. I think this, we've been proven uh, time and time again that you just need to wait to see the numbers, really. Yeah, uh, and who knows? It's an 800,000 dispersion when it comes to uh, individual economists' uh, forecasts for the payrolls, which is outside of the extreme pandemic-related uh, no, um, forecast we saw last year, is just uh, unbelievably wide. So it's going to create some sort of volatility. I actually think this time that there's going to be a risk. It'll be bad news, it'll be bad news, because the... 10-year uh, note yield in the States has been very influential on sentiment. Now, in the past, it's been, oh, the lower it goes, the better it is. No, mm, yep. helps, uh, no helps when it comes to uh, no, those uh, stocks, particularly uh, long-duration stocks. But on this occasion, I think that the, uh, the market is very attuned to growth. And yes. if it's not that emphasis that is coming through that things are looking okay, that's when a bit of the heebie-jeebies come through. Yeah, so no. I think it actually might be like a fundamental night. At least I hope so. Probably completely opposite now, but hopefully like no good news will be good news <laughs> and bad news will be bad news. Yeah, Scuddy is known for jinxing this non-form payroll report. But yeah, that's exactly what Chris was saying. And I tend to agree that there is a breaking point, you know, where you actually have to look at the fundamentals because really we want jobs to be created. We want things to be going well. Yes, it means that the Fed will have to move to eventually taper and eventually lift rates. But that should be because the fundamentals are in place, because we're seeing jobs growth. I mean, we want to see a growing economy. And I was a bit unfair to Goldman's earlier because also underpinning their call for stocks to continue rallying is the fact that they've, you know, that earnings have been going well, well in the U.S. They have, but 
as a counterpoint, and I'll go and, I'll go into bat for you here against Goldies. Uh, we know why earnings have been really good because we've had so much fiscal stimulus mm. and so much monetary stimulus coming through the pipeline. When that starts to go be repealed, and we're seeing it suddenly on the fiscal side coming through now, that's going to be the key test. Can it be sustained? And that's where I think there might be a few issues because cycling out these really high comps from a year earlier, mm-hmm. next quarter in particular, is going to be difficult. Look, um, we'll also be keeping our eyes on the China data on Saturday. Yeah, it's July trade balance. I'm not saying it's you know market moving necessarily, but we're moving into CPI and PPIs next week. And there are question marks. Uh, there's no getting around it about the pace of Chinese growth. Yes, it still surpasses that of which we're seeing in the rest of the world. But uh, again, you know... Fundamentally, we, we want a strong China and there's a whole heap of that population locked down or restricted at least yeah. at this point in time. And that is a worry. Yeah. I wrote about uh, I know China, whether it would go and you know, panic and go and uh, hit the, uh, the, the buzzer and go and re- unleash the liquidity uh, you know, uh, into the marketplace to go and uh, try and, and stabilize growth or whether they'd be willing to go and take a bit of a short-term pain. Given the, uh, the lockdown now in parts of the country that's taking place, I reckon they're going to hit that buzzer again. I can just sense it. It's coming. I can sense more easings coming from China. Oh, it tingles there, Scotty. All right, let's get back to equities. I mentioned that the S&P ASX 200 did close. At that all-time high, look, Afterpay did its part for the market overall, up by more than 5%. And Afterpay, uh, I mean, that's where this week started, isn't it? Oh, Huge. It is. It is. Oh, pardon. Well, yeah. Well, what, what more can be you, said? You, I, don't, I'm not ac- I actually don't want to hear what you have to say on Afterpay. I'll be so bold as to say that, Scuddy. It was more just a, yeah, what a week it's been, it's been massive, sort of yeah. commentary. But I, I, uh, point... I just, I just, I just, I find he it does really, have something you know, to say. I, just, I don't know. After, after pay, like it's, it's, it's not boring now, but a lot of the movements are just reflecting what's going on with the currency side of the equation and Square's share price. So it's kind of like whatever Square does, it's flapping around in the wind afterwards. So yes, yeah, oh boy, go. I thought you said another F word there, but yeah, got it now. <laughs> uh, look, there was a note out today uh, that was really talking about the global interest in Australian tech right now. Uh, you know, uh, Morgan Stanley saying, think about WiseTech Zero, Nuix. Interested to see that on the list. Tyro. Um, now, it stresses that M&A doesn't feature in its base case scenarios for those companies. And there's nothing to alter its existing earnings or valuation scenarios. But it does say that consolidation is ongoing. I, I hosted the call today. And Henson Technologies was one of those ones that came up. We haven't talked about it a lot. But yeah, there's a, there's, I think it's a... billion implied value takeover on the table. So, yeah, watch this space, I think. Uh, Mark my words, the M&A gushes are going and we're going to see some ludicrous mode deals. Like, you know, when you you get the dial and you go to ludicrous mode, we're going to see some (laughs) ludicrous deals come through by the end of this cycle. All right, we're earnings season here in Australia. I love it. I'll say it again. It's I I just think it's so interesting. Uh, Look, REA Group. Uh, is flagging some concerns with COVID. It's also, interestingly, flagging second half listings will fall on an upcoming Australian election. We haven't been talking a lot about that. I think we've just been overwhelmed with so much of the, you know, the other narrative that's going on. But yeah, there's an election coming up. And boy, I, I spoke with Senator Andrew Bragg. He's a liberal senator. And I asked him you know, if, if people in the halls of power are aware of just how uh, how much angst there is out there in the community about this 
vaccine rollout. Yes, and of course the answer is that, well, it's getting on track and we're doing this and that, but I don't know, man. I think this election should be interesting. Oh, yeah, it's going to be interesting in one way or another. Uh, when it takes place, it's going to be a good one as well. I think it'll be as late as possible yeah. uh, to go and coincide. Now. Yeah, uh, but it's, yeah, it'll be uh, fascinating to see what happens. Uh, I don't believe the polls for a second, so uh, we learned from uh, from previous iterations. Oh, yeah. yeah, not to, not to be that. Oh, I'm yeah. not even talking polls. I'm but just the, uh, saying yeah, like, the, there is a there is a shrinking window of time. I, I, people are tired, Scotty. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think everyone in Sydney can go and agree that uh, no, how long we've been locked down now. I've lost count uh, how many weeks it's been. Yeah. I haven't seen my family in what, so that's been seven weeks now. So we've been in lockdown for almost seven weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, yeah, I think everyone's kind of like near the point there. We know people in southeast Queensland, you know, you're in the same boat as us now. Victoria, no, same, uh, same boat as us right now. But yeah, I think you're right. And uh, the one thing that concerns me, and there's not enough being said about at this stage, is uh, is the support that's in place. Yes, I know that there's like you know, the various things coming through the state government and the like. No, it's not but, enough. But we don't we don't have that unified, no. you know, holistic uh, approach that we had last year. And I'm not about you no know, just doling out money here me and there. Neither. That's I'm, that's not me in the slightest. But we're going to go and have people completely ruined by this if they're not careful. And uh, if people get ruined, and enough people, you no, know, forget about you no know, talking about all oh, Australia will fall into the double dip recession. We'll have a deep recession if we don't get it right. The reason why we got it right the first time mm-hmm. was because we had the support in place. Yeah, I talked to Andrew Bragg about whether he thought there was enough fiscal stimulus on the table as well. That interview is up online as well as crypto, his thoughts on crypto. He was also... Um, he pay, with mod- it, pay with it with Doge? Uh, yeah, no. Uh, uh, too soon for those jokes. Anyways, uh, I got sidetracked there because I could just go down a complete rabbit hole on, on all of that, Scotty, but... What I had mentioned uh, in terms of REA is earnings season. It was sold down quite hard and heavily. In fact, it was the worst performer on the 200 today, down by 5%. We spoke with, obviously, a number of our guests on the companies that reported today. Uh, we did have Adam Dawes on to end the day. Oh, that was you. Yeah. You were enjoying a little glass of wine. Yeah, red, red wine to go match what was going on with the REA share price. But uh, Adam rightfully pointed out that uh, the share price had a very big rally over the past year. Uh, and look, so probably some you know, tough uh, comparisons coming through and expectations are going beat. I did ask him about the, uh, the push into India in particular from REA because, uh, as he rightfully pointed out, there's been numerous instances where Australian corporates, in their quest to go and growth, uh, go overseas and completely fluff it up. And uh, mm-hmm. so there is a risk with that. Uh, but uh, no, he said that, no, you'd only feel confident enough to go into that marketplace if you understand what it actually is about. So uh, cautiously giving it the other uh, thumbs mm-hmm. up there. But uh, it'll be interesting to see because we know that everyone in Australia loves property. But uh, no, does the, do the Indians love it as well? Well, you can listen to that interview with Adam Dawes via the show notes. News Corp also reported today... Uh, benefiting from COVID. Also, though, I had a good chat with John Lockton from Wilson Advisories, and he said, look, there is a strategic shift. There's a strategy in place at News Corp that investors are buying, and they did today, up by 7.5%. ResMed was initially sold down off the back of its full-year report, but I do note by the end of the session, it was up by two-tenths of 1%. That was the stock of the day on the call. It reported an 8% increase in full-year revenue. Let's listen in to Rudy Philippek van Dyke from FN Arena and Claude Walker from A Rich Life on ResMed. I think if you have a longer-term view, what you should concentrate on is, this is an incredibly high-quality company. It has an incredibly strong market performance. One of the themes that I've been highlighting for this reporting season, and I think will, which will come to the fore 
on, on multiple occasions is that everyone is focused on what COVID does to corporate Australia. And one of the things that COVID is doing, it is making the stronger, stronger. And ResMed is a very strong company in, in what it does in that particular sector. And, and, and I intend to stay on board for a very long time. And I have been, and, and, and this is why I wake up every morning with a big smile on my face. This company, if you want to sort of invest in that kind of tailwind that, you know, you have more obesity, you have more old people, you have more um, sleep apnea, but then they also go into other respiratory diseases like more um, like asthma and stuff like that, which is a huge market. These are long-term tailwinds that should be in favor of the company. So perhaps you can afford to pay up. You know, this is, as, as I say, this is a classic father-in-law stock. Uh, my father-in-law does own it and has for a long time and he's done very well out of it. And it, it's, it's been a star performer. So those are the thoughts of Claude Walker and Rudy Philippek Van Dyke. They like it. They just think that you could get it at a better price. Give me a bit more Adam Dawes speciality here. He says it's the next CSL ResMed. Look, yeah. that's sort of what Rudy was saying. Yeah, I um, I particularly like the the software as a service because we know where the world is the world is going when it comes to remote yeah. monitoring, and we know that a lot of outpatients uh, is going to be the way of the future. So that's going to be a really key one that I'm watching pretty close with that. And one. I mean, you can listen to that full episode of the call online or via podcast if that's your thing, which I'm guessing it is. But uh, yeah, like Rudy wasn't saying it. Uh, he wasn't saying don't buy it today because he believes if you're a long-term investor, you'll be heavily rewarded. Claude's got it in his father-in-law portfolio. They just think that you might be able to buy it at a better price because the, the run-up has been so significant in the past while. Um, but yeah, what Claude was saying, and you know that he likes growth companies. He likes innovative growth companies. Mm. What he likes about ResMed is that it's not resting on its laurel. Is it does continue to innovate. Yes, software as a service, but it's moved into asthma products or is moving into asthma products mm. uh, and, and service software in a big way. And, you know, with so the growing um, demographics and problems around asthma, you know, I think I'm... I'm summarizing him pretty poorly, but it's also still an innovative company, and that's key as well. Aussie company gone good. Gone good. Listen, if you're still into more reporting season news you can and views, you can listen to Nathan Summersundrum from Deep Data Analytics. We like him, and it's available on your in your show notes as well. So, Scotty, it, it's going to be a week of earnings next week. We've got CBA. We've got Transurban, which will give us a look into how things were going pre these lockdowns as well. Um, James Hardy, you know, the list is long next week, but a lot of it is going to come down to this non-farm payroll report tonight. Yeah. Let's not date ourselves too much. Yeah, it's, uh, we'll see what it's going about, but uh, bad news will be bad news, good news will be good news. Let's, uh, let's see what happens. All right, Scotty, have a good week. Have a good week. What are you doing? Uh, Big plans? I'm, I'm going to do a bit of work, and, <laughs> yep. then, I'm, and then I'm going to go and uh, no, probably go for a bit of a you know, walk or a run or something like that, and then I'll probably come back and uh, unwind it all with a bottle of red or so. That sounds like exactly what I'm doing. I think, uh, <laughs> that, I think everyone in Sydney is just there nodding along, and uh, South East Queensland nodding along. Yeah, so Melbourne as well. You've you got to do your offset, so you know, do your exercise, and you can have your wine. All right, see you guys. Have a good weekend. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.